Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Free coming to you live from Houston, Texas. That's right. Every Monday we take your emails, we read your questions, we hear your stories, and we talk it out. And that's right. I, I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being a a, a a part of this wonderful podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for telling your brother, your sister, your mama, your papa, anyone. Anyone you know, we love that you spread the word and keep sending your emails, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Send anything you'd like, lifestyle questions, relationship questions. We have tons of relationship questions. I'm on the road, people. If you're listening right now, I just got done in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to be in Toronto. There's a few tickets left. Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Vancouver, uh, Irvine, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City. And the 16th, if you're listening right now, I'm coming to Europe, people. That's right. J Train is coming across the pond. I'm going to be in Europe. So those tickets come out January 16th. I'll be posting, but start assembling that Euro Greek, Greek uh, group chat, Greek chat, group chat, that Euro group chat. Get them together. Um, I got a show. We're coming to town. Otherwise, very excited about today's guest. Uh, guests, multiple. Um, co-host of the Excuse My Grandma podcast that comes out every Thursday and wherever you download a podcast, Kim Merstein and Grandma Gail. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thank you. During that intro, I feel like Grandma, I was like, Grandma, don't interrupt him. I could see your mouth about I, to move and I was like, just let him have this and then you could talk as much as you want. I want to hear what, give me your response, Grandma Gail. I want to hear the review of my intro. Oh, I, lo- I loved it. It was full of energy. I wanted to know where you were going in Europe because I was going to go get a ticket. Oh, get a ticket. <laughs> That's right. You, I'm coming to London, Copenhagen, oh. Norway. I'm going to Berlin. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, uh, this is off the top of my head. I'm very excited. Okay. I, I've performed in London once before and I opened for my friend and she said it was hilarious because she had been to Europe before and she was said it, I couldn't have sounded more American. Like, she said like I got on stage and I was like, do you guys have mosquitoes here? And <laughs> they looked at me like I was crazy. Okay, well, so, you're taking your junior year abroad now. Right, a little late. A little late. late. A little a little late. late. Yeah. But you're doing I, it. But it's listen, good. I that I where did you go abroad junior year Kim? I didn't go abroad and I haven't heard the Bad. end of it from Bad. Grandma Gail. Why didn't exactly. she go? What 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 what's the oh, deal? Oh, she was had a boyfriend. She didn't want to go. She was afraid <laughs> she'd leave him. He would find another. Meanwhile, she left him anyway. So she right. could have gone the junior year. That, that this is this is every conversation with my parents. There's one thing where your parents or your grandparents just hold on. They're like, you what? made that mistake. I have it. My growing up, I was in the car with my parents. We just got done at the high holidays. My dad and mom are in the front. My brother and I in their back. And my dad starts pulls over the car. He goes, Larry Bird is cleaning out his garage. Go say <laughs> hi to Larry Bird. And I was like, no, I'm embarrassed. I'm in my suit from Rosh Hashanah. I don't want to go. He lived like blocks away from my grandmother. He goes, you better get out of the car right now. And now every time this something comes up, you know, just like abroad. Yeah, you should. You should have gotten out of the car. You should (laughs) have said hi to Larry Bird. I'll never live it down. So listen, I'm so pumped to have you both here. Everyone go follow. Excuse my grandma on TikTok and Instagram, as well as the podcast. It comes out every Thursday. Add it to your podcast rotation. Um, I got to ask. So so the, the premise of the podcast, if you don't know it already, is you're kind of taking the the what 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 new school old school look at dating is that correct exactly so we kind of discuss all the generational differences because when my grandma was single in the stone ages of the 1950s and 60s um obviously there was no ghosting and sliding into the dms and all of these things that i kind of have to show her and in turn i get her amazing wisdom and dating advice that stop i stop texting that's my right. advice what, pick up what the is, phone <laughs> pick up the phone this is i i just had a shiver go down my spine i heard my grandmother yelling at me now grandma gail what has been the most shocking thing about hearing about dating today well, I don't think any of it is shocking. I okay. actually think I, I think a lot of it is just the millennials are looking for Mr. Perfect. And, you know, mm. that's just not happening that that we've done that, that that we did this thing where we interviewed a frog and it's not turning into a prince. Uh, we <laughs> had a frog on the remember, what remember oh. We, oh, we had you kiss. Yes. Yeah, it was like a brand sponsorship thing that, uh, yeah, it was like a joke she made. It's not even worth repeating. Well, <laughs> worth what, repeating. what you're saying is frog, but there's always a frog and he could. Co- 
someday turn into a prince. So you got to give well, everybody a chance. I think what you're saying is very interesting because, you know, social media is a part of this conversation and everyone puts their their significant other on social media looking like a prince. Right. And so you're sitting there with your frog going, look how great that prince is over there. <laughs> yeah. And and then you go, my frog is just a frog. I got to go. Let me get rid of this frog like, and get that prince that's no, glowed up on Instagram. Why is I disagree. That? I any relationship I look at, I wouldn't want them for myself. You wouldn't really? want any of them. No, I don't want. Well, one of them. here's the, well. Uh, let me give a different example, and and maybe not social media, but this is what everyone talks about: their dad and their grandfather. And you know, hear these women. Oh, my dad! If I could just find the relation my parents have, no, if I could just I'm find the, the relation my my grandparents have. Oh, but everyone's dad, if they had the apps, would be just like the guy that everyone complains about. Like the idea that these exactly. men are better men. And I'm not saying there's not horrible people out there. There's extremes to this situation. But, you know, this idea that your dad would have been, you know, everyone was someone else's fuckboy. Excuse my language, Grandma yeah. Gail. That's so, all right. That's all right. I've heard it a million <laughs> times. I'm used to it. Okay, good. I, now, how, how has it changed your relationship, you two? How does it, how have you two, has anything changed between you two? Are you closer? Yeah, we're beginning to fight with each other. Right. <laughs> we're, beginning, we're beginning to get agitated. Uh, speak for yourself. No. Uh, no, I mean, we... We've always been like very close and talked about everything. I guess now all it's really just like the business component right. because she, mm. this is the first job she's ever had, like being a grandfluencer. <laughs> um, so grandfluencer, I love yeah. it. You can't imagine you can't. The funniest is when people want to take a selfie. I don't know who they're taking a selfie with. Sometimes I turn around to see who they're looking at. So, <laughs> and but it's, it's you. And it's me. So I constantly have to put makeup on. That's what I've learned from Kimmy. You can never go out without makeup. But you anymore. always kind of went out with well, makeup. I did. But I mean, now but it's gotten crazy in the market at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the guy at the checkout knows who I am. You love Camera, it. I do love Camera's it. ready. Do love the, uh, camera ready is different than leaving the house. We got to be ready for those exactly. selfies. I mean, I exactly. remember my, my grandmother and I were pretty close. And, you know, you have different relationships with different family members. You know, different like and I remember... I, it is interesting how they never stop being your grandma. Like, no matter what the situation. Like, I, my grandmother came to a show once, and it was the first time she came to a show. And I remember two things happened. Um, and they all are in one conversation. She comes to the show, and I, I, the, the owner of the club goes, Jared, um, you have to stop your grandmother. We just saw her pouring her own drink. <laughs> and this is my show. And she used to bring around right. little tiny nips. Little tiny uh, samples. Yeah, little samples of, of vodka. And I and I he goes, Can you talk to her? And I was like, You want me to talk to my grandmother about the thing she does all the her drinking. Right. And I was like, Right. So then I go to her and I go, I go, Nana, they saw you pouring your own Taking drink. it out she, of your bag right and she goes she goes i don't know what you're talking about and i was like oh always a thief and i go well now just don't do it anymore and she looked at me and right. she goes you're anti-semitic well no she goes you can tell them to go shit in their hat and i was like i don't even know what that even means but and then i go well what did you think of the show she goes well, why do you wear... She, she didn't even acknowledge there was a show right. going on. She was like, why'd you wear that stupid fucking hat the whole time? Like, that was all she cared about. A hundred percent. It's just like always a grandma, no matter where the scenario was. Did you well, you're go by... always our grandchild. We're worrying about how you right. look and how you feel. <laughs> right. Not and about what you say. Not and how you're perceived. You right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's what it is. I think it's like also just always being like unapologetically yourself with age. Like, you don't feel like you have to put on any sort of airs and well, you're you just don't. kind we of like... Have time. Yeah, on any airs, right? <laughs> I mean, this is it. This, <laughs> it's like New Year's oh, Eve. We have to do. We have to have a big finale. I love um, it. What, now, what? Do, were you always Grandma Gail, or did you have an, an, a grandma? What was your grandma nickname? No, it was we, always Grandma Gail. Yeah, it was always Grandma Gigi? Gail. Not even Gigi. No, that would have been cute. I it would have been cute. That. Now I, I feel like, like as a joke, I'm like Gigi, but no, it was no, always it was Grandma. Always to Gail. the whole yeah. family, you have cousins and stuff. Everyone's Grandma Gail. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I've become Grandma Gail to like several thousand people now. I, now I answer yeah. questions that I know nothing about, and I'm right. giving them advice that I know nothing about. And well, I, I hope they all enjoy it and laugh. That's the beauty of the internet, is speaking out of your ass about something you know nothing about with complete 
and utter confidence. And I've been doing it for years, and I'm happy right. you're here. So I want everyone to go follow uh, Excuse My Grandma. It's on TikTok and Instagram. That's the, the socials. But you can find it on iTunes, uh, all the podcast apps, all that good stuff. And let's get to the emails. You ready? We're ready. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Send anything you'd like. Get involved with the show. Hook up with my bestie. Okay. okay. Jared, feather, feather. Love the podcast. Huge fan. I have a bit of a situation I would love your expertise on. Three years ago, I worked with this guy. I liked him a whole lot. We went to the drive-in movies and had a great time. Shortly after, he began dating this girl. They were together for three years. We remained friendly and chatted maybe twice a year to catch up. Now he's broken up with her for a few months. He's been on Tinder and having many hookups. We always talked about how our ho stories and sexual experiences at work and now continued since he has broken up with the girlfriend. While discussing my spicy texts to another man, I shot my shot with him. I told him I thought he was cute, would like to hook up with him. Before I shot the shit... Shot the shot. He was saying he wished girls would sext him like that. To which I flirtatiously replied, "You're talking to the wrong girls." He's coming over. Uh, he's come over several times. We have dinner, watch a movie, we hook up, then cuddle all night. I asked him if he ever wanted to hook up with me in the past, or is this new? He said he definitely thought about it in the past. We both just never made a move since we were worried about losing a dear friend if things got messy. For reference, I am 25-year-old female. He is a 21-year-old male. Do you think it's possible for us to date? I really like him. What should I do? The girl who got some courage and had sex with her bestie. What do you think, Kim and Grandma Gail? You can do this, Kim. Uh, (laughs) Grandma Gail's out. (laughs) No, I mean, I know you're going to have feedback, but... Um, my first question was going to be how old are they? Because it definitely okay. sounds like a 21 year old guy, but not a 25 year old girl. I'm surprised that like she's OK with that level or maybe she's not OK, which is why she's writing in. But like that level of like casual hookup mm. with him. But I don't know. I feel like with the it's never a great idea to talk about everyone you've been with with somebody you're interested in i would think that it's murky gets murky you know i think the whole thing is murky first of all he's a kid he's just gotten at 21 years old he's right. just if he went to university he's just gotten out of college she's yeah. already in the workforce this is something wrong here this girl has to get a life and uh <laughs> i don't i don't think a 21 year old and a 25 year old girl are really uh have any future right. if it's just a friendship and they're just having sex have a good time it's- but it sounds like she's likes him more than she really realizes this has been right. going on for several and she said for three years that he was like what was he 18 yeah. this is something going on there something's she off the age something's matters off. 21 yeah. to 25 is different than 30 to correct tw- to 26 exactly. or 30 to 35 exactly. we all kind of agree on right. that exactly. i can't I, and and i agree the timeline you know adds to this in a way that i didn't really think of i i guess for her you know it, i think he, i think she has to be careful i think right. i think that she's putting much more she's investing too much time and emotion into this relationship with a relatively young man and mm-hmm. who's not really mature enough to have a relationship i don't think at 21 so i i would be careful that's all and if she just wants to have sex fine if she wants to hook up then that's all right it's interesting in her email what she finds to add importance to and then the things she doesn't add importance to like she adds importance to that they're besties that's a big part of her she signs out their besties let me say to her first this is not your best friend when no. he was in the like, let's acknowledge the weather. You know, she's going, oh, it's a little damp out and it's pouring out. Like she's not acknowledge when she says they're besties. Except also that when they when he was in a relationship, they spoke twice a year. That is not your bestie. Then all of a sudden he's out of a relationship, and this is something a lot of guys do: is that they go to an option that is willing to talk to them. So this is and, and they'll go back to someone they when you break up with someone, you either go back to the person. It's one less person to text, talk to and hug. So who do you go to? Where are the open doors? It's the person you either just left or the person that you were talking to before the person you just left. So that's what he's yeah. doing. She has to acknowledge 
the ease of entry he had. It's high, you know, in business they say it's cost more to hire someone new to retain someone old. That's right. Yeah, I will say though, like that doesn't mean that he's just like, oh, here's like the most easy girl to hook up with. Like clearly, like if she feels like they have a bestie friendship, like they probably do have a friendship of some sort. Like it seems like even if they are talking twice a year to catch up, that's not just someone that's like a booty call, but it's also not like I just don't think I don't think it's yeah, I don't think it's I, I agree with you that he's not I don't think he's like maniacal. I don't think this is his he's evil scheme. He's but yeah. he's just you do what's easiest. You you eat the food out of the cupboard that's there. You don't go to the store. You don't get in the car. This guy did the whatever was there and he took it. But I would also say to her what she needs to also acknowledge is she says, do you think it's possible for us to date? And it's like anything's possible. She has to be willing to lose something to gain what she wants. So I think this is a nice exercise. Forget the age, forget the friendship that he's also kind of holding up as a blockade against having to get more serious. And Because when when someone says to me, oh, the friendship, and I want an out, I go, yeah, the friendship. You know, I uh, go along with that. That's just something you go along with because you're like, oh, good, I have that to tug on. You have an out. Right, there's there's my breaking case of emergency glass on the wall. She gave it to you. And sometimes people give that to you and people say, okay, good, good, good. Yeah, we'll agree. That's the reason I'm not a dick when this ends. So I I think if, if I were her, I can't tell her what to do because it sounds like she's into this guy, as you guys said. Right. If I was her, I would I would say to her, just say I want to be your girlfriend and then watch him run away. I mean, he's going to run away. Exactly. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Grandma Gail and Kim Merstein. Excuse my grandma. That's the podcast. We are sponsor people. Start off 2023 with your own personal chef. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved minus the hassle. These fresh, never-frozen meals that are delicious and nutritious. Okay, I've done Factor. Love it. Love it. Love it. Let me tell you right now why. You don't know how to portion control. When you shop for yourself, shop for one, shop for two, you get too much. I just know how it is. I do the same thing. They are going to make the portions right, and it's going to be creative. They're going to make dishes that you couldn't make on your own. When you do grilled chicken every day, you lose passion for grilled chicken. Factor is going to make it creative and new and different, so you're going to stick with it longer. With calorie smart and keto options, Factor meals are perfectly portioned to keep you on track with your goals. Factor now offers over 34 meals per week and over three dozen add-on options. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared by their team of chefs, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Head to go.factor75.com slash jtrain60 that's go.factor75.com slash jtrain60 use code jtrain60 to get 60% off your first box that's code jtrain60 at go.factor75.com slash jtrain60 for 60% off your first box we got all those notes in the show notes you can check out that deal and offer teacher meets a teacher at 1 a.m at the bar Jared, Patreon member here who loves everything you do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll get right to it. I'm in my late 20s. This past weekend, I was at a bar with some friends. Around 1 a.m., a guy comes up beside me and asks, you work at Maple School, don't you? School name is made up, but I am a teacher at the school, he said. I said, yes. He said that he teaches at the school my former students attend the year after they have me. He said they talk about me. And some of the girls in the past have even told him he should meet me and date me, LOL. He said it was good to finally meet me. He knew my first and last name. He was cute and totally appropriate. We chatted about some school gossip and such for around 10 minutes. He hugged me and said it was nice to meet me. He asked if I was here with someone. I said I was with my friends. They were at a table nearby me. He said he was here with some friends as well, but they're nothing to write home about. He went on his way and looked back and waved to me later as he and his group were leaving. He never asked for my number or anything. I was pretty drunk as I had been drinking for five hours at this point. Since I don't know him well, I didn't. I don't know how drunk he was. He seemed. He didn't seem drunk, 
but I was a bad judge at the time, LOL. Should I email him on our work computer since he has a uh, district email? If so, what do I say? I know that I've been drunk enough to where I will make conversation or flirt, even when I'm not interested. Is that the case here, or is he interested? The conversation wasn't overly flirty, uh, but I thought it was pretty gutsy for him to come up to me. This happened two days ago, if that matters. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for all the laughs. Sincerely, hot for teacher. So what do we think, Kim and Grandma Gail? Well, I, I actually think that's a pretty nice story. And if I was she and she sounded like she's interested, if she remembers correctly what he said to her, um, that <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be so terrible if she knows his name or if she can look, look him up on, I guess, a school website to send him a note. Send him a right. What do you think? I was going to disagree. You're out on this. I was going to say, like, if he didn't ask for her number in that moment, it's probably because he didn't want it. Maybe not because either because he didn't feel that with her, that it was like a romantic or sexual thing or that he's like maybe in another relationship or doesn't want a relationship or whatever it is. I mean, I don't know if she looked at his hand, if he was married or like or maybe he doesn't want a relationship, whatever it is. I just feel like if somebody like wanted to see you again, they would make it happen. And we kind of live in that like heteronormative world where like the guy would have like asked and she probably shouldn't have asked. And any time where I've been in this situation a million times, a guy has not asked for my number. Then I'm like, how do I get in touch with him? Whatever. And if I do end up shooting my shot, usually it doesn't work. And then I'm like, well, I probably should have realized that because they didn't ask for my my number. Well, when you shot your shot and it didn't work, were, were you worse off or for having done it? Well, that's it. No, that's the thing. You're right. Like I, I'm in the same position as I was before. So there's nothing really to lose. There's only something to gain. It's except it's funny you to maybe lose a little self-esteem. Yeah, like your little ego. self-esteem. Your ego. I mean, you know, sure. if, I mean, if the guy is there and you're in the bar, I mean, he has, he should do the first. I still believe the guy should do the first move. Mm-hmm. It's still up to him. And you know what? You shouldn't reach out to him unless they've already had a conversation. <laughs> so you changed your mind teachers. already. No, no, no. The teachers have had a conversation and yeah. he waved goodbye. It's a teacher and a parent. was a wave. A teacher and a parent. No, it wasn't a no, parent. No, two, two teachers. teachers. Two oh, teachers. it's two teachers. Two teachers. The same he's, teachers. He's the year after her. Oh. So I'm imagining this is a oh. fifth grade, sixth grade <laughs> situation. Then, why don't they see each other at school? Well, because I think he he's the grade after her. So he, yeah, said, she, he said that she heard about her from his students. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Who yeah, no, I think used to be her students. I don't know. I, I liked it. You, Grandma Gail, you seem to change course, but I this kind of no, works on the theme of like the toad versus the prince. Like everyone's story's a little toadish. This isn't the right. perfect story, like by right. any means. But I would say, let me let me give some empathy to him not giving the number. He wrote she wrote something very specific. Uh, when she said he said, Who are you here with? And then right. she said, who are you here with? She said, I'm here with some friends. And then he asked, uh, he said he was here with some friends, but quote unquote, they're nothing to write home about. He may have been with another suitor. You know, he may have been with a, a like maybe an end of a date mm-hmm. or someone he was meeting up with where eyes are on him. So it's like if he's writing down a number, catching a number from someone else. It would look bad. I'm I'm saying this is an option among many options from wonderful story on the spectrum to he's married with kids and right. that's why and he was trying to hook up in the bathroom. Like there's you know there's a spectrum to all these things and I think, you know, so I think this is a good conversation for this listener to hear because Let's not live in La La Land. We can write La La Land Cinderella on the Our Story page of the website. We can write, and he came up to me and didn't get my number because he was on another date and we could all laugh and have fun. But the only way you can get to that story, which is a long shot, is to... I don't think she goes on the company email. I think there's other ways to communicate this day and age. She can DM on Instagram, hey, and I I would give him all the tools. I'd be like... Here's here's some wood, some some hammer and nails, make a house. So make a date. So I would if I'm her, hey, great meeting you the other night. Hope it's not too weird that I went and stalked you on Instagram. Like acknowledge that you searched it out. So it's not like you're you're actually saying, I did some work here. Now get to fucking work. So now he can right. and then would love to get drinks sometimes. That's right. it. Don't chase yes. anymore. No more. That's it. Because totally agree. In this in this world, I agree with both of you though. Like in, on the idea of like he should do something, 
Do something. Yeah. Coming up to the bar, uh, the bar was nice, but finish the job. And now I'm coming back to you with the job to finish. Right. The wave wasn't enough. The wave goodbye no. wasn't enough. Yeah. Right. But you're right. Like maybe in that moment, his mindset wasn't about that. And like now that she's going to like lay it up for him, maybe like the light bulb will go off for or a second. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Or maybe but not. Yeah. I think the DM, I, don't, I actually don't hate the company email. It almost seems like less work. Like, oh, I, I know we work at the same place. I just type right. his name in versus like, hey, I stalked you. So I don't think it's like the worst either way. But Whatever it is, it should be like short and sweet and laying it up for him. Right. And it's and it's all on him. He makes put people in a position, make a make plan a or not. I know for me, like sometimes I get a DM that's like, hey, and I'm like, get out of here. I don't yeah. know you. Get out of here. If someone said to me, like I, I had someone recently, they go, Hey, I know your friend blankety blank. We should get drink sometime. I went to their profile. I, I went to the friend, blankety blank. I go, hey, give me the lowdown on this person. Blankety blank came back. They go, great person, fun, good family, all that stuff. And I go, great. Now I, I, now I feel comfortable going forward and doing the manly things, the old school things that make me look like a mensch, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Excuse My Grandma, at Excuse My Grandma on all platforms, Kim Merstein, Grandma Gail. To have kids or not, I'm very excited Grandma Gail is here for this conversation. This is a very, I read this email and I was like, this is a perfect, something you guys maybe have not gone over yet on your podcast. I would love to hear some perspective. Jared and guest, feather, feather, my husband and I just returned from Europe for our honeymoon. And it was the first big trip we have taken together outside the country, his first time leaving the U.S., period. We loved it. I'm 35, my husband's 34, so we are not the prime age for deciding if we want to try to have kids or not. We are No, so we are at the prime age for deciding we want to try to have kids or not. We are both feeling undecided and have discussed the pros and cons. On one hand, we can see ourselves traveling the world each year and enjoying the dink, double income, no kids lifestyle, while still getting our kid fixed with nieces and nephews. On the other hand, I'm afraid we'll be missing out on something amazing if we don't at least try to have a kid. But the positives aren't as quantifiable or as concrete as the negatives. Negatives being less time, sleep, money, self-care, indulgences. I know we can still travel, but after sitting next to five crying babies on a ten and a half hour flight, I know that means travel for us will be delayed until the kids are a bit older, and then I suspect the whirlwind of parent- parenthood can sweep life along until we realize that dream of eating our way through Italy never happened, and that makes me sad. But will not having children make us even sadder down the line? The stats say... Marital satisfaction drops quite a bit when kids come into the picture, so that scares me since we just got married. I feel the pressure of the clock since we found each other late in life, and I'm having a hard time finding the best way to figure this decision out without worrying about regrets I may have either way. Perhaps that's inevitable. Will travel and each other be enough to keep us fulfilled for the next 50-ish years? Being a parent is a huge decision. We don't take it lightly. They don't take it lightly, but so they're emailing some random dude in a hotel in Houston. <laughs> exactly. But but I guess they're they're polling the audience. Since right. we are in our mid thirties, we have also made peace with the idea that we could struggle to have kids, and I know that can be so difficult. Any advice on what questions to ask myself and my husband to parse this out? Sincerely, a baby's or Barbados betch. So, Kim and Grandma Gail, what do we? This is. I mean, we are directing someone's life here. We, we yeah. might create a life here on this podcast. That would be Ooh, nice. That would be nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> first of think? all, you've got two, you, you've got two supposedly, supposedly mm. mature adults. Right. Who are um, married. They just came back, back from a honeymoon. So yes. I think this topic should have been talked about before they got married, uh, whether they right. wanted to have children or not. That would be my, you know, that would be a, a, a certain a conversation if i was in my 30s i would ask my partner before well, i walked down the it's, aisle it well, let's that, say they didn't oh well <laughs> I, I would say, say it's, it seems they share the confusion which based right. on this email okay. which 
So I under, I, I agree with what you're saying. I would want to like be on the same page as this, but it seems yeah, like their same page is confusion. So right. I, I do, I, I can understand the, what do, do you have, you know, Grandma Gail, you're sitting next to your grandchild here. You, you, do you ever look and go, I could have been in Barbados, you know? Yeah. Now, Ever. I have to honestly say, you know what? I came from a different time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you didn't you didn't think about that. You know, you really no thought debate. about getting you thought about having a family. And that was really a great thrill of my life was my firstborn child and then eventually my second. Um, so I never regretted it. And I don't think if you have trepidation about a family, you should and rush into it because it's a it is a tremendous commitment and um you will be up all night and you will sometimes get depressed and you will have lots of other issues that come up but you have to love having a child and want to have a child but how do you know if that's something you would love if you've never experienced it because they they know that they like to travel because they've done it well and- traveling first of all you're not going to travel 365 right. days yeah, yeah. unless right. you're some kind of zillionaire and and mm-hmm. you know you have no responsibility yeah, yeah. at all that's true. so if you know whatever it is these are these are life issues and you know not everybody should have children today you know that we certainly don't need any more kids in the world <laughs> and if they don't want to have them then then they shouldn't or if they're nervous about it they should First of all, they, don't you think they should be married for at least a year before this conversation well, really? I, I think that's the biggest. I, I agree with that. I, I think if you're sitting here like, what should we do? You just got off the flight from your honeymoon. Yeah. I, I would go. And and I know 34 and 35, she's worried about, you know, the, the, right. the clock. The clock. Ticking, but the but clock. the clock is kind of different these days. And yes. things can things can, you know, taking a year isn't right. the isn't the most I know right now it probably feels like the most time in the world but taking a year I would say to them let's do a year of marriage and see how this whole mm-hmm. marriage things work and see Correct. where this con- obviously they're not going to make their decision based off of this conversation well, but please I, please right. <laughs> I well grandma Gail, like I I want to have a family okay and then I read this email and I was like why I I, I never really had thought I was just it, it was kind of an of course thing the way kind of you're saying it back, it was like, of course, it wasn't even a question. To me, there should be a conversation before you even go down the aisle. Do you want to have children? There are lots of people that don't want to have children. Like as a single person, like I think Jared's saying like, what, where does his, same thing with me, where does my desire to have a family come from? Society, your parents, like that was never a question. But then you have to look in yourself, like is that something that genuinely I would also want? Well, of course. I, I, I was, well, that, that, and I was thinking about this and I just was in Boca and we're sitting on the beach with my parents having this discussion very loudly as we do. And it was a discussion about something we had nothing to do with, but it was about our family. I can't get into details. and This is not really good podcasting. But I will say what we were discussing was something that was going to be a part of our family was dealing with, but also we couldn't really fix. But we had nothing else to talk about but to talk about this family thing that we really couldn't control. And I was like, I guess the reason I would want a family is to sign up for the sitcom of a family. Like, (laughs) that would keep me entertained. Like, what does this kid do? I know it becomes more life-altering if your kid fucks up, but (laughs) you hope you do a good enough job that it's a fun sitcom to watch and not a drama. But right, also versus what like a really like indie film where it's just you being lonely like right you, me eating you Chinese want... food in the dark drunk I I think yeah. I've had that I've done that Sundance film you guys are getting too old you gotta go two of you the two of you have got to find somebody fall in love or whatever and have a baby that's a more interesting and fun movie to watch I would say I think that's why people will do it like it's a more fulfilling film to enjoy and like that's why people go through with these things right because it's like you're supposed to get more meaning out of life well you do get more meaning out of life you really do 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 you feel absolutely i I absolutely think that because you're no longer thinking solely of yourself you're thinking about another human being who you will love no matter what how they turn out doesn't matter if they're they're idiots or, or or geniuses you love them for who they are and that makes you a, a more fulfilled person. Now, if you're not a person who has enough love in you to share with others and just a certain amount to share with your partner, which is just fine also, then stick with that. I right. think it has you have to have an inner feeling that you want to have another child, an, a well, child, not another child, a, a child. 
this made this email just made me think about a lot of things when I read it. Sometimes, you know, we the emails are great because it opens a closet door in your brain that you never really would have opened. I was like, do, do you ever see, you know, I was like, what if I have kids and then the kids become a reminder of the faults I have that they have the same faults as me. And I now know. I'm just, they, <laughs> and do, does that, do you ever look at your kids and go, oh, yeah. look at, they're doing the same thing I would fuck totally. up with. And but what do you, fine. how do you feel? You, you're that's okay fine. with it? That's fine. You know what? That's fine. That's life. If they mm. want to choose the same path as you did, as you have, then that's all right too. If they want a different path, you can love them no matter what path they're on. And I'm just imagining think- watching my kid scarfing down uh, <laughs> like an egg foo young from a Chinese restaurant, just going to town and I'd be like, oh, that was me. That's me. I can't. But if that makes you like deeply disturbed and insecure because you see your kid do that, like that is a you problem. Like, right. I think there's, but yeah. there's a lot of parents with you problems that got kids yeah. running around. What, what it, so, Grandma, again, what surprised you most about being a grandma or a mom? Like, uh, you know, what was the, what I didn't expect to feel or think or do that. you ever expect to feel the love that you have? Mm. for your child as you do you can't even imagine when that baby it comes out and you smell their little head and you feel their (laughs) fingers there's something that goes through your body that you will never be able to explain and when you have a grandchild it even becomes more intense because you're not stuck with the crying all night so you go you kiss them to death (laughs) and then you leave and say nice baby i'll see you tomorrow i'll see you next week so it's it's but I do think it's something that people, most people want to experience for whatever reason. They want that warmth. They want the love. They want to perpetuate a family. But it is something to really talk about um, with your partner before and certainly should not be rushed into. I mean, you know, accidents uh, happen. Well, but- listen, they're not rushing. They they decided to take a minute and write to us. So I'm happy <laughs> they did that. Right. They took a little time off. Kim, do you want to have a family? Do you talk to Grandma Gail about this often? Yeah, I think like for me, that's a no brainer, 100 percent. Like, I I think if it was a doubt of mine, I'm sure it would have been in many of our conversations. Um, But I think I'm at the I'm single. So I'm at the point first where like I'm immediately worrying about like, am I going to go on a second date with this person (laughs) and then boyfriend and then husband and then babies but like it's just a little far off have babies first we have to do the progression as it's supposed to be (laughs) right 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 (laughs) but any concern i have or discuss like we talk about it i just think i'm not necessarily like at that bit yet listen i think it was an interesting email i do understand it it is it to me it's very millennial-ish because Mm -hmm. i think the the millennial thing it's funny i've been thinking about this a lot where like the millennial we we just don't want to be stuck anywhere and that is like, and that goes back to Grandma Gail talking about, you know, dealing with your toad and not everyone becomes a prince. We're like, oh, I'm stuck with this toad. You know, the, we millennials always complain about not being able to buy homes. I, I think part of it is us too. We don't want to have mortgages that keep us in one town forever. And a lot yeah, of our like- other generations were like, yeah, I'll be in this town forever. That wasn't as scary to them. Right. And it's FOMO at the end of the day, like, is my experience, is there something more fun or more exciting going on that I'm not having? I saw a TikTok yesterday that was like a little disturbing, but it was a guy saying like, oh, you think even when you're married, you're not thinking about like the one who got away or the other opportunities oh. like you kind of are. Yeah, I know like a little, uh, but um, I to, to an extent, like, of course, you're always going to like wonder or like daydream probably about other things but like hopefully you're happy with the path and the decision that you choose well if you're still daydreaming then you're not ready. Well, not, yeah you <laughs> always you always think about oh my life would have been something if i had been a lawyer or if i had been a doctor sure. but in reality you're not a lawyer you're not a doctor so you have to stick with what you are be happy with that situation and move on and i do think it is a problem with millennials that they're looking for the perfect person around the corner and that's been something we've talked about many many times there that's, is no perfect person you make someone perfect I mean, this you, person has this person has moved on from looking for the person per, perfect person to looking for the perfect life. 
Yeah, you know, and that doesn't the, happen. And that doesn't happen either. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Shopping for clothes is stressful. You never know if things will fit and returning stuff stinks. This year, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. Stitch Fix is easy to use and fun to get started. Answer a few questions about what you like, what you don't like, and how open you are to trying something new. Then let Stitch Fix's expert stylist go to work. I love Stitch Fix. I love the fact that they're going to send you clothes that you're going to like. You can try them on in your own home with your own mirrors. It's going to f- uh, you can see whether it fits you right, whether it looks right in the, the daylight instead of these store mirrors and the store lighting. And then you can send it back. No harm, no foul. Every piece is handpicked for you and is unique to your size, style, and budget. Keep what you love. Send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Plus, there's no subscription required. Try once or set up automated uh, deliveries and no hidden fees. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest styles for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. Get 20, 20, 20, $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. Here with Excuse My Grandma, at Excuse My Grandma on TikTok and Instagram. Every Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts, is never being in a relationship at 30 a red flag? Dear Jared, uh, listener since 2017, after a bad three-year relationship that ended in 2021, I'm finally ready to date in a real way again. I went on a great first date with a guy tonight. We aligned on so much. I had fun. I was physically attracted to him. I overall liked how the date went, and it left me feeling excited to go out again. One thing that stuck with me, for better or worse, was that he is 30, and he said he's never been in a serious, real relationship. I'm, thir- I'm 27 and was in a three-year relationship in my adult life, a two-year in college, and I don't count high school relationships. His explanation was that he has traveled a lot and moved around a lot for work. He's an engineer. I know I'm probably being shallow thinking this is a big deal, but I worry that he doesn't know what he wants out of a partner because he has never been with one or that I will have to teach him how to be in a relationship. I am not in the business of changing anyone and don't like the thought of teaching. Is this a big deal? Is it worth exploring? Any help is appreciated. XOXO, not a teacher. So we went from two teachers to not a teacher. Right, exactly. What do you think? 30, never been in a relationship. How would you guys, you're on a date you know, with someone and he's like, I've never been in a relationship. I'm 30 years old. How would it's you weird. take that? It's, it's weird. weird. Yeah. Okay. It's, Grandma it's Gail. Not, I have to, I, I, I think this is, if she's not willing to go along with him right from the beginning and show her what she likes, this is going to be trouble. This guy needs experience and it's not for her. Well, but you don't know. Okay. Here's my thing, though, like he could have not had a relationship, but she should be able to see and maybe you can't from one date, but maybe like I would definitely go out with this guy again, at least like two or three dates, because maybe he is really mature. And like by what he says of what he's looking for, like he could be in a really good place and ready. And like, I don't think we should count against him that maybe circumstance and life has gotten in the way. But once you're actually in the relationship, how is he going to deal with it? I don't know. We don't know. Right. That, and, and, in a relationship. and that's it's and going back to the millennial stuff and kind of younger generation stuff. We Google the restaurant before we go to her. This is a restaurant without Google reviews no that reviews. Can't, you can't yeah. Google. And he has and, and, and that's her what she's fearful of. And it's interesting because as a guy, when it's funny that she's on a date with a guy who says he's never been in a relationship. She's like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to teach him. Oh, my God. And he doesn't see an issue. He doesn't see any issue in this at all. When it's reversed, when I've been on dates with women who have never been in a relationship, it seems to be more of a problem for them than it is me. I don't look at a woman who's 30 and go, never a relationship, huh? Oh, ooh, must have been unwanted. Like, I don't think <laughs> that way. That's not my first thought. But I'm also, I what I've noticed with, women who have I've been on dates with that are never been in a relationship, they lack a little bit of a confidence in what mm-hmm. they yeah. want. I, I, it kind of feels like there's no structure to it. They're just like open to whatever. And that's a little exhausting. I want someone who's a little bit of a pain in the ass. And you know, but you being see, you relationship- guys all waited too long. When you get right. married or go in a relationship at 21, you teach each other. Right. So- you all have already been in relationships and it 
It's very That's hard. true. Like, technically, you and Poppy didn't have a serious relationship before you were together. We dated with other people. Right. We did not have, we didn't live together with anybody, and we probably didn't have sex with anybody prior to getting married. So that was very different. When you're married at 21, mm. then that's more excusable, though, when you're 30 well, and you haven't been saying. in that. So somebody at 30, there's something, there's something wrong. But I don't well, know, by the way, because, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go. No, no. I was just going to say, like, even if you have been in a bunch of relationships, those Google reviews, like who's leaving the reviews? Because I don't trust everything that like I read. Like, I don't know if any of them like and they could have all been bad reviews. And then what is that like to, just because he's been in a bunch of relationship means he's like a better partner? No, not necessarily. So well, it is funny that a lot of this goes into like the uh, the subject of like expectations. Like Grandma Gail, you're talking about. When you were 21, you know, with your husband, you go, the expectation was we don't have any expectations. Zero. We're just two young people. Zero. Right. Exactly. We're just trying to figure this out. He's going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. It is interesting. And this is a judgmental position this person's coming from that they're going, well, they're not going to know how to do it. And I do. Right. And it's like, that's right. not true either. Like, this is the combination. These are two different people. You come together. If there's no acknowledgement that I'm going to make mistakes, they're going to make mistakes. Our our relationship is built on negotiation and trying to work it out. If you can't get past that, then you can't enter into it. Right. So Correct. I think that like for me, like I, 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 it's funny to go back to like expectations. Like if I was with some, like I, I want them to say that I've fucked up. You know what I mean? So like sometimes the people that have never been in relationships, they go, well, I don't even know. I'm Who am I to say I've never been in a relationship? Well, you know how you feel. You know that you don't like something that's going on. But sometimes people who have never had that track record never know how to uh, communicate that, which I've been there too. I was in a, I was in a relationship, live with my ex, live, live together. I didn't, I look back on how I handled certain things. I would go, well, now I would say them differently. You know, but that's but that but again, that's learning those, by experience. That's learning, but then right. also, I could make the opposite argument and say, like, you come with more baggage after you've been in relationships. People might have hurt right. you, whatever it is. Versus, like, someone. If, if I think to my first relationship when I'm 18, I truly said everything that I felt and I meant because I didn't know that there would be repercussions or I didn't know X, Y, Z. Like sometimes it's kind of better to go in as a novice because you're being like true to yourself and not saying, well, my ex didn't like this. I'm not going to act like this or, you know, bringing whatever from the past. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's, it's interesting. The expectation, like I, I, she says it in her email. I don't want to teach anybody. Well, who says you know what the fuck you're talking about? Exactly. (laughs) Right. Who made you teach her? You don't know how to do it. (laughs) Right. So I, I think like that's one of like maybe they need to put that kind of ego at the door, but also let this person know. I would say to them, you've never been in a relationship. I need to, I, I think also a part of this is she's seeing a guy. She's afraid of going too far with a guy who's all of a sudden going to pull the ripcord going, well, I don't know how to be in a relationship. I, I, I'll, I'll better luck for the next one. And right. I, that's a little fearful. And I don't know if you're going to win, you know, trying not I, to lose. I think she'll see that by date two or three, whether he can handle it or not. Yeah. And she hasn't gone out with him that much. And she said right. she liked him. So give him a chance. Give the Jay, guy a chance. Uh, yeah, it, give him see. a chance. And also, you know, understand this is the weather of the situation. Everyone has a resume. When I go on a date with someone, they go, I'm from here. I went to this school. I had this many relationships. I got this in my background. I used to work here. I got fired from here. I build a resume for them. And I go, okay, this is the the terrain I'm walking on. Uh, this is it, not everybody's the same. Now, the weather's not the same everywhere. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Kim Merstein and Grandma Gail. Excuse my grandma. Every Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. We got two more. Is that okay with both of you? Sure. Good, good Here for we you. Go. Groomsman declining. Hi, JT. I'm writing this on behalf of my brother. Both he and I were asked to be the groomsman of a friend from college. I'm a little older than the future groom. He's a little younger. When I asked my brother, let's call him Marcus, about it, he seemed reluctant to accept. Marcus said, I haven't talked to the guys uh, face-to-face in five years, on the phone and probably two, and only exchanged a handful of texts in the past six months. 
I am married and have been through the wedding planning and bridal party decisions. For reference, we all live in different states and in very different career fields. What do you think? Is it right for a potential groomsman to decline, citing not being close enough friends with the future groom? What do you guys think of this? Do you want to go to the wedding or not? Like, if I feel like if you want to be a part of it, just like shut up and say yes. But if you're like, I have have no desire because I don't feel close to this guy. Don't say that, but you can come up with an excuse. Right? Well, you know what? I, I'm almost disagreeing with you. I think okay. that this fellow knows knows him, hasn't seen him in quite a while. Going to a wedding is one thing. Being part of the wedding party is a whole other level of responsibility. So right. I would be very truthful and say, listen, I have a family right now. I have commitments here. I'd love to be at the wedding, but I really can't be part of the, yeah, so come of up the with wedding party. Yeah, come on. Well, but a legitimate excuse because well, he really legitimately has other responsibilities and can't spend that much time, you know, preparing for this man's betrothal. It, it's very interesting because I I kind of wish I had that in me to be this, uh, you know, they're setting up boundaries, you know, like I don't, I, I'm not as good as that, as this brother sounds to be. He, he laid out a pretty rational reason for why he wouldn't want to be in the groomsmen party. I, I haven't seen him in five years. I haven't spoke to him in two. We have a few texts every now and again. Now the other side of me, the more, the more, you know, people pleaser side of me goes, if he's asking me, he's got no one else. Like you're doing a mitzvah. You're, you're, you're being, you're doing a good deed. This is a person that didn't think of anyone else, but me, like he obviously needs someone. And I will say the job of groomsman isn't really a job at all. This is not the same as bridesmaid bridesmaid. They're waking up at, you know, before dawn to get ready. They're working for this woman. Groomsman is like, show up. And wear the right suit. So, like, oh, it's yeah, not okay. that big a job. Right. Like, I, you know, to me, it's like, and I do understand this idea of, like, well, what do I have to owe this guy? Do I have to put him at my wedding? No, you don't. You don't owe him anything. You're doing him a giant favor, and he needs you. So I would say to this person, like, that's what I would impart to the brother, because it's a brother writing in for his brother being like, hey, Let's look at it from, there's one way to look at it that's from your side where you're being a little selfish. You're going, I haven't spoke to him, so I don't have to do shit for him. And then there's a way of looking from his side where it's like, he has so little friends that he's (laughs) calling someone that he hasn't texted in two years to be in his, you know, we should all hope whoever we ask just goes, yeah, I'll be your buddy for the day. Like, Right. If it's really just a day thing, like, yeah, of course. And then- you don't want him also saying to other people, like, this guy's an asshole. He said no. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> right. I, well, if I said no to the groomsmen, I'm not going to the wedding. I would just right. be, yeah. I, I, I would, really I'd be like, go. yeah, I right. can't have, you can't cut the baby in half. It, I'd mm. be like, hey, listen, I got to go home. I can't. I got wives, kids. I would make up so many excuses. They would be, it would be a barrage of excuses never to be seen again. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Is it weird to go for your hookup's friend. Okay. Jared, I need advice on how to go about a weird situation. There's this guy. Let's call him Jason. I've known him for about a year, and he's kind of in and out, meaning I only see him every once in a while to hook up. One night out of boredom and not expecting an answer, I had texted Jason to see what he was up to, and he was out with friends and asked me to join them. I was honestly shocked, but I decided to go, and it was a lot of fun. Throughout the night, I had gotten uh, talking to Jason's friend. Let's call him Kyle. Kyle was very intense and in, in an interesting way and seemed to have a secure attachment by the way he spoke so openly. I was kind of digging it. At the end of the night, Kyle told me he was very happy to have met and uh, left because Jason obviously gave him the signal to get the hell out. I didn't end up staying at Jason's that night, but nothing happened. I was kind of turned off by Jason. A little backstory on the relationship I have with Jason. He's a very fun and personal person. He's a nice guy, and we were are to, and when we were together, he's very caring and interested in what I have to say, but he obviously has an avoidant attachment style. He sends mixed signals, hardly ever answers me, and it's frustrating. We usually only ever hang out when it's convenient for him, and a lot of time he will initiate the plans but then cancel last minute. When we have hung out, we always have a lot of fun together, and I would be lying if I said I hadn't considered uh, more with him, mostly based on our face-to-face interactions and not his lack of communication skills when I'm not around. So I had told Jason after that night I wanted to be more than a hookup, and he totally ignored the text message, but I might. 
But I wasn't no. really expecting a response anyways. I mean, she's better off for it. I have attached a text message if you're interested in seeing it. We don't need to see it. Um, so my, yeah, he, he said no. Okay, so, so my question for you is, I know that Jason is not the right match, and I am not going to pursue anything further. But would it be weird if I were to add his friend Kyle on Instagram and try to chat him up? I kind of want to know what his deal is. I know he's single. Or would that be totally crossing the line? Jason is obviously not interested in me, but I still feel like it might be taboo to go for his friend. I don't know if it matters, but from what I saw between Jason and Kyle, they're pretty good friends. And I don't want Kyle to think I'm a creep or it's strange that I'm trying to get closer to him. Thanks again for all your help. Signed, your friend is cuter anyway. So what do we think, Kim and Grandma Gail? I think, I well, normally we've had these similar type of conversation and I'm very like girl code. Well, when I guess when it's swapped, like you can't go for the friend, like you right. lost it. You're always like, that's the be best relationship. A lot of people meet through somebody you dated's friend. I mean, there's right. nothing wrong with that. But in this particular case, she really is not, the guy has not reached out to her. If right. this friend reaches out to her and and she knows Jason is no longer in the picture. I mean, that right. that's a no. He doesn't want a relationship with her. If he approaches her, yes, go out with him. Right. She should not approach him. I think because, I, because he's because he knows not to betray. He's not betraying his friend. He, he must have discussed it with his friend, said, you know, Jason, would you mind my going out with so and so, whatever her name is? And he must have gotten this. sign. No, go ahead. It doesn't bother if he me. asked. If, if he asked. He yeah. probably does ask. Guys have a sort of a code about well, if that. The, well, if the friend does say well, something to her, it's because they had a conversation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, and that then hasn't I happened say yet. it's fine. Right. But she I, should I, not initiate the conversation. I'm with that's you. I, I, yeah, I think there's a little bit of like ickiness to like crawling around yeah. the group. And also, I agree with you. That's how you meet people. They we There was someone we had on my other podcast, You Up, with... Uh, the weak ties is is the best way to meet someone. It's like friend of a friend. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. always like the best way to like get in touch with someone new. Oh, I met him through this. And, and someone you dated is a weak tie. So I yes. do think it can happen this way. I would say to her, I think the most important thing for her to do is to end it with this guy. She Her last text to him is, hey, I want to be in a relationship. It sounds like, and I think what happens is, and I think, what she might be confused by, or I don't want to say she's confused, but what happens is you're with the guy that you're going to hook up with at the bar. So now when you talk to everyone else, you're your most true self. There's no hiding who you are. There's no, so you're acting like you got a, a, a belay while you're walking the tightrope. You got the net underneath you. So that's why your conversation with this guy was so free and open oh, and maybe good. different than it was with the guy you're hooking up with who won't look at you unless it's convenient for him. So mm -hmm. it does feel different with this guy. I think she should own how that felt. Let's take how that felt with that other guy, package it up, put it in a bottle, feel it, own it. No, that's how you want to feel again. That's how you want to feel with the guy that it is going to work out with. And maybe, and then end it with this guy you've been hooking up with. You have to send a breakup text so that there's definitive boundaries so that this other guy, if he does come back, the boundaries have been set. He doesn't, he can, if he comes to you without talking to his friend, you could say, I've done, I, I ended it. We had a very clear ending. At least you have that written in the contract. But for the future, you go out there and maybe you don't like these types of relationships where it's a hookup and we'll see. You want the real thing, which you can start again with this new guy or the other guy that you feel the same way. I, but I think he has to come to you, not you go to him. I agree with you. Yes, Grandma. I agree. Such good advice. That's why I listen to you. Like, oh, it's, stop it's it. so true and so practical because I feel like at the end of the day, it's it might be with Jason's friend. Like if he comes back in a few months after she sends a breakup text to Jason and that's like clean, or it might be with somebody else, but then it's exactly like, you you know, a little bit more of like what, what you you're want. looking for and like what, what kind of guy you want. And this that, is that's the, like just as valuable. Totally agree. And this is the envy I have of your generation. Grandma Gail, there was less breakups. There <laughs> 
Well, no, no, there were a lot of divorces in the Dual 70s. Divorces, okay. Me. There were a lot of divorces. A Those lot were of harder. When you're all mad, the marriages didn't work out so great. But, but, but it was a different expectation. You really, you didn't have the kind of expectation that a lot of you guys have now, uh, right. because you are more sophisticated. You're really more into several relationships, and uh, most people in my my age group didn't <laughs> whether well, also, right if you're or like wrong. breaking up with somebody that you've gone on two dates with and it was like you kiss them at the door That's maybe right. like that doesn't hurt as much as someone you've been sleeping right. with for six months right. who you saw a future with and then it ended up not happening right right it's happening no, no right question. in the and in, in six months is almost more difficult it's in that dream phase what could it right. be there's no negative everything's been great well right. listen Grandma Gail, Kim Merstein, thank you both for coming on. This was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having us. us. You guys got to go to John G's for me. And you got to go to... uh, We're uh, in Palm Beach. You're in Palm Beach? We used to go to Palm Beach. No, no, it's in Boca, right? Well, that's in Boca? I used to go to Johnny G's for breakfast in Palm Beach. And then it moved, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. And then my great-grandmother lived in West Palm, I think. Right. And then um, I was just in Boca. I I, I go and hang at Brendy's. Well, we go. Night, on, I'm so. going to go on the bright line. I want to take it and drop get off at the Boca stop. They okay. just this high this high train now stops in Boca. I want to go to the town center. Okay. So maybe I'll we'll pick go you up. Around a day of it. All right, that's a deal. <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Well, thank you both. Everyone, go check out Excuse My Grandma every Thursday wherever you get podcasts. At Excuse My Grandma, I'm Jared Free. We're here every Monday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next episode. Boom.